Welcome to another episode of the YXC Sports Podcast for the week of February the 15th. Hard to believe it is already the middle of February. Valentine's Day was yesterday. Uh, the Super Bowl was on Sunday. Of course, we're going to get to all of that in this week's episode of the YXC Sports Podcast. That's Matt Morrison with you, as I am every single week. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your Tuesday evening. If you're watching the live version of this on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page and the YXC Sports Podcast Facebook page. We're also on YouTube. And a big thanks to everybody that is uh, listening to the audio version of this podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We are. It is the YXC Sports Podcast. So, like I said, we might as well hop right into it. The Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56, was this past Sunday. It was in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, the stadium that the Rams and the Chargers share. Of course, the Rams were playing in the stadium. Stadium opened last year. It's like a five or six billion dollar stadium. Absolutely gorgeous. First time hosting the Super Bowl and one of the teams that plays out of that stadium uh, gets to the Super Bowl. Second straight year that happened, by the way. Of course, the Los Angeles Rams joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the only two teams to make the Super Bowl. Well, their city is hosting the Super Bowl. And of course, both of these teams have won the Super Bowl. If you can remember back to the 2020 NFL season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs. This past season, the L.A. Rams beat Doyle Benson's Cincinnati Bengals. So we might as well hop right into it. Matt Stafford was 26 of 40, 283 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, Cooper Cup was the Super Bowl MVP, eight receptions for 92 yards. Cincinnati had a 20-13 to 13 lead at one point. Doyle, that just has to sting so much to let that lead slip away. Of course, the final was 23-20 in favor of the uh, L.A. Rams. They had a late touchdown, which was aided by some undisciplined uh, Cincinnati uh, penalties. And then uh, also that field goal as well. Doyle says, uh, yeah, interference. I'm not sure what what exact play he is referring to on that one. I can't remember exactly, but there was a uh, non-face mask call on one of Cincinnati's touchdowns that uh, didn't get called. So, you know, there's that. It all balances out. It did seem a little uh, weird that the officials kind of did put their whistles away for the majority of the game. And then with the game on the line, with a close game like that, Super Bowl of that magnitude, all of a sudden they decided to uh, start to pull out their whistles towards the end of the football game. So I can kind of see where Bengals fans are a little upset at that. Um, but what can you do? It's NFL officiating. Uh, you know, really, we shouldn't be surprised at this point, but that's a topic for another day. Another great Super Bowl is in the books. Tickets for the Super Bowl were like painfully high. Um, Tickets were going for as low as $7,000. And that, I think if I can remember correctly, got you like nosebleeds super high. So uh, it's just the way that it goes. Parking was upwards of $4,000 at SoFi Stadium for Super Bowl. You could buy like a weekend pass for four or $5,000 in terms of parking. Again, just the way things go with uh, the Super Bowl. You got to pay for that $6 billion stadium somehow. Uh, make sure you leave your comments about uh, how you felt about the Super Bowl in the comments section, and I will get to those as best as I can as well. Cincinnati is now 0-3 
in Super Bowls, and they have lost by a combined 12 points. Doyle, again, I know that you think that I'm picking on you in the podcast, and I definitely am. But, man, that has to sting. Also want to give a shout-out to uh, Lee Cormish. Of course, he's been on the show a number of times. We were talking about the Super Bowl last week when he was on. He was picking the Bengals. So uh, I'm sure that uh, his pride is a little sore uh, this week as well because him and I were kind of going back and forth last week during the episode. But it was a close game. It was a great game. And for the Super Bowl, for the NFL's biggest stage, that's really all you can ask for at the end of the day, is a good game to garner attention, a good halftime show, which we'll get to uh, in a little bit as well. But that's exactly what the NFL needed was a good game. It went down to the wire. It was a three-point game. A couple of teams that really haven't been there. Cincinnati hasn't been there since the 80s. The last time the Rams were there was 2001, I believe, when they won. They were in St. Louis uh, at that time. So it's kind of nice to see a little bit of parity here in the National Football League. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, have been there the past two years prior to this year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were there last year. Now, you know, a lot of that had to do with the fact that Tom Brady was the Tampa Bay quarterback who's won like 30 of these. I don't know the actual number, six or seven, something like that. But it's good to see a little bit of parity here in the, the National Football League and I think that's exactly what you need in the NFL if you want to try to grow the game. Obviously, it's one of the the most played sports, most viewed sports in America, but there's talk about wanting to grow the NFL game kind of globally. You know, Canadians love the NFL as well. Um, Canadians also love the CFL. There's ways that the CFL, I think there's definitely some examples the CFL could take from the NFL this past season in terms of halftime performances. And I'm not saying that the CFL has to have Eminem at a halftime performance, but the CFL can just take some of the marketing strategies, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, grow the game, grow the players in the Canadian Football League to garner the interest in the CFL. You don't have to raise your Grey Cup ticket prices to $7,000. You can keep those at what they are. The Grey Cup is in Regina this upcoming season. So um, that's something to keep an eye on as well because the uh, Regina um, events are typically well attended in terms of the Super Bowl. Remember, or the Grey Cup, pardon me. Remember back to 2013. Uh, Doyle says, uh, well, first of all, he says, just rubbing salt in the wounds. Hey, absolutely. And then he also says, uh, the rock owner of the XFL kicking off the show was cool. And that's another interesting point. It was very cool. And that's another interesting point as well. Of course, the rock was, uh, a one-time Canadian football league training camp attendee. He attended Calgary Stampeders training camp back in 1995. He has since bought the XFL, So there was a lot of talk before 2020 that the XFL and the CFL were potentially going to be in this partnership because of the Rock's history with the Canadian Football League. That never ended up happening. But now the rumors on social media are that the XFL and maybe the NFL are going to team up because of the Rock being at the Super Bowl. I don't know how much I buy into that. But it's something to keep our eyes on. And if the XFL and NFL maybe potentially do hook up in some regard, team up, collaborate, then that's going to be something to uh, keep our eyes on as well. Because the Randy Ambrosi and the CFL said that they, they weren't pursuing a partnership. There's a lot of mixed feelings on that. There's nothing wrong with Canadian game. Uh, but I do think that the XFL could maybe help in terms of marketing and brand and that sort of thing. Now, Having said that, um, 
the CFL was able to pull off a 2021 season. They were able to crown a Canadian Football League champion, and it was quite a successful season as well. They didn't have any canceled games due to COVID. They had to postpone some, but they didn't have any canceled ones. They uh, got the Grey Cup in, done in Hamilton just in the nick of time. First time it's been in Hamilton in forever as well. So I do think that the, I have to give the Canadian Football League uh, props for that. But it is interesting to see the fact that the Rock was kicking off the show. Of course, he is the owner, the commissioner, whatever you want to call it, of the XFL Extreme Football League. So it's going to be interesting to keep our eyes on on that and see where that goes. Viewership numbers for this past year's Super Bowl, of course, that was on Sunday, uh, was incredibly high. Also, Brian says uh, on Facebook that he really enjoyed the Super Bowl. So thanks for your comment, Brian. Um, I think a lot of people enjoyed the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Uh, Doyle also says he never saw any face mask, but, uh, everybody else did except for you and the officials, I guess. Uh, but in terms of viewership numbers for the Super Bowl, very high. 112.3 million people tuned into the Super Bowl with a total reach of 167 million people. It was the most watched Super Bowl since Super Bowl LI. Of course, Super Bowl does the numerical thing for some reason. LI is also Super Bowl 51. Uh, no surprise here. Cincinnati was the top market, top viewed market. Uh, how about this? LA, where the Rams play, wasn't even in the top 10. Now, they did it by kind of total TVs and stuff like that. So those numbers are a little skewed. Obviously, LA is massive. You have all the population of LA. So that makes sense that, you know, maybe it wasn't necessarily in the top 10 for viewing. Interesting note, number two on that list was the metropolitan area of Detroit. Matt Stafford, quarterback for the LA Rams, spent his previous 12 seasons in Detroit as a member of the Lions, never got to a Super Bowl. He never got out of the first round of the playoffs in the three times that he made the playoffs in 12 years in Detroit. So uh, Detroit, I feel like uh, Detroit, the city of Detroit, Lions fans are like that proud dad, you know, watching the Super Bowl, watching Matt Stafford do these uh, great things in L.A., winning a Super Bowl. So I feel like if I'm a Detroit Lions fan, I'm a proud dad, but also I'm a little cheesed off at uh, you know the Detroit Lions because that organization has just hit a level of incompetence that I don't think anybody else in any other sport will be able to hit, which in its own right is actually quite remarkable. Um, St. Louis was also in the top 10 in America. Um, now that's interesting because the LA Rams used to play in St. Louis. They moved to LA in 2017. So that's interesting as well. I think there's a lot of hurt feelings over, uh, residents of St. Louis and St. Louis Rams fans, which is totally fair. I totally understand that. Doyle says, uh, you're close to that Detroit level. Now, I'm not sure if he is like referring to me personally or what the deal is there, but I totally agree. Um, and now you made me lose my train of thought. The Bengals will be the new Seahawks and fan base from six fans to 60,000 fans in a season. Hey, I totally agree. I think that uh, the NFL is in a great spot just in terms of viewership and fans. I think Cincinnati with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, I totally agree with that, Doyle. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of people hopping on the Cincinnati bandwagon in the future. I just think the NFL, the, the future of the sport is in great hands. Right, because you have young guys like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase on Cincinnati. You have Patrick Mahomes, who's going to be the next 
Tom Brady. Uh, you have Josh Allen, the quarterback of the uh, Buffalo Bills. Right. So I think that there's a lot of good young quarterbacks in the National Football League. Um, I think that uh, the, the future of the NFL is in great hands. Uh, and you, again, you totally made me lose my uh, train of thought there, Doyle, in terms of where I was going with the St. Louis thing. But it will come to me um, once uh, once I do this. Of course, uh, we are live at Wendell, not at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, but still same great sponsors as they've always been you know, on the corner of Circle and Idlewild. Yeah, the Super Bowl's over, the NFL season's over, so you can't go there to watch football anymore. But there's hockey on almost every night. There's the Olympics that are on currently. It's all the great same service at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar on the corner of Circle and Idlewild in Saskatoon. So a big thanks to them. Uh, I heard that uh, it was quite packed for Super Bowl uh, on this past Sunday. Doyle says market and run with it. All the old QBs retired. I totally agree. Uh, they're in uh, great hands with uh, the young young guns there at quarterback. Next year's Super Bowl is February the 12th. It'll be in Arizona. Um, Chiefs, Bills, Rams, who knows what's going to happen next year. You look at the American Football Conference, the AFC. I think uh, the Chiefs and the Bills, obviously, are the two that, uh, that you know, stick out to me, Cincinnati, maybe. Can they repeat the magic? A little bit of its magic, a little bit of its luck. Maybe a lot of it is, is you know, the players that they have, and maybe they've kind of just flown under the radar. It's tough to say, but uh, the Chiefs and the Bills are already the two early favorites out of the AFC to uh, make it to the Super Bowl. In terms of the NFC, I think it's a little more complicated than that. Arizona is always so hot and cold. And, of course, we haven't even hit free agency yet. We haven't even hit the draft yet. We haven't even – we don't even know the players that have retired yet with the exception of Tom Brady. So this is a far too early prediction. But Arizona is looking to be the third team in three years to make it to the Super Bowl in terms of the city that's uh, that's hosting. And isn't that crazy how that works, right? You have – how many ever Super Bowls before last year? 54 of them. And not once did the host city make it to the Super Bowl. Now, all of a sudden, the past two years, both of the teams did. And Arizona has a pretty good chance to make it next year uh, as well as they host it. So that's going to be interesting. Tennessee as well. That could be another one uh, in the AFC. Monty says, how about the Cowboys? Cowboys could be an NFC team to watch as well uh the Packers depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers that is probably going to be the biggest offseason storyline is what are the Green Bay Packers going to do with Aaron Rodgers is he sick of being in Green Bay is he going to go to my Denver Broncos I mean there's just so much to to unpack here uh star receiver Devontae Adams for the Green Bay Packers his contract is up so uh, it sounds like there's going to be a, a lot of what he does riding on Rodgers decision if I'm Aaron Rodgers though I'm pulling a page out of Peyton Manning's playbook, and I'm totally 100% saying this because I'm a Denver Broncos fan, but 2012, Peyton Manning had all those great years with the Colts. Now, he was coming off of a neck injury in 2011, so a little bit of a different situation, and he was a free agent, uh, but he signed in Denver. He had such great regular season success in Indianapolis. He was able to win one Super Bowl with the Colts. He made it to another one that he lost. Aaron Rodgers is in the same boat. He's had all this great success in the regular season with the Green Bay Packers. He has one Super Bowl to show for. He's only been to the one Super Bowl. He keeps getting upset in the NFC Championship game by the, or the NFC Divisional game by the uh, 
San Francisco 49ers. I guess in 2019, it was the NFC Championship game, but that's, uh, you know, that minor details don't matter. And then all Peyton Manning had to do was come to Denver, made it to the Super Bowl in 2013. They ended up getting absolutely pumped by the Seattle Seahawks. That one still stings. So Doyle, I totally know your pain. But then in 2015 for Super Bowl 50, they were able to uh, redeem themselves. So maybe Aaron takes a, a page out of Peyton's playbook, not necessarily goes to Denver, but maybe goes somewhere else. And sometimes it just works. Uh, but I will say that Denver's uh, new head coach is the old offensive coordinator in Green Bay. So it's tough to say, um, but that's probably going to be the number one storyline. Maybe he stays in Green Bay and this is all for naught. Maybe he retires. There's just so much that uh, that is uncertain. And that's the beauty of the National Football League offseason. The halftime show also is all, always a spectacle that's in itself. There are literally people that will only look, watch the Super Bowl for the halftime show. And what a star-studded lineup this year's halftime show was. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and a surprise performance appearance from 50, 50 Cent as well. I mean, how good was that? There, I've seen maybe two or three negative reviews. Everybody else was super positive about this. It was a blast for the past for people at my age group, you know, kind of the millennial kind of people. Uh, I think I know three people that didn't like it, and two of them were my parents, and that's because they're old. So that totally checks out. That makes sense. But if you're the NFL, I think you knocked it out of the park with this one because you're trying to draw people to the game. You're trying to draw people to the halftime performance, right? As soon as people see that this halftime performance was tied in with the NFL, then that's it, right? Then you got them hooked. They probably understood or probably saw that it was a three-point game at halftime. Maybe they even tuned in for the second half, right? So I I totally understand what the NFL is trying to do with these uh, with these halftime artists. Last year's was the weekend. Again, I totally understood what they were trying to do. Uh, my personal opinion, last year's um, Super Bowl halftime show with the weekend in Tampa Bay wasn't that good. Uh, they had Katy Perry in 2015. She was really good. Bruno Mars a couple of years ago, he was good. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in 2022. How can you top 2021 in terms of on the field and entertainment? That's for Pepsi to figure out because they're the hosts of the halftime show. And that's for the NFL to figure out as well. There's much smarter people in uh, those areas than myself. So it'll be interesting to see. But uh, that's it for the National Football League for 2021. Uh, not nearly as many games canceled or postponed, I should say, because no games in 2020 were canceled due to COVID. They all got postponed. Not uh, as near many um, postponed in 2021. So that's a, a sign of the things are changing as well. So that's it. 2021 season, just like that, it's over, right? It started first week, second week of September, one of those two th times. And now we're in the middle of February. The days are getting longer, at least here in Saskatchewan. The Super Bowl is over. The Olympics are on. I mean, it's it's a sign of things to come. Warmer weather, longer days are right around the corner here in Saskatchewan, really across the world. So that has been it for this week's episode of the YXE Sports Podcast. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in, and we will do this next Tuesday. The Olympics are still going on. The Saskatoon Blades are on an absolute heater. Husky Hockey, they're going to be starting their playoffs on the February 26th, 27th. Uh, weekend. Amol says the weekend wasn't good. Yikes. Uh, I wasn't going to address I, my personal opinion, right? 
I, again, I totally understand what they were trying to do. I totally understand the acts that they're trying to bring in. It, it helps grow the NFL game. My personal opinion, I just, he didn't do it for me. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. So, uh, I'm all thanks for the comment there as well. So that wraps up things for this week's episode of the YXC Sports Podcast. Again, we will be back next Tuesday. At least we're planning on it. Next Tuesday is a long ways away. But until then, take care.